Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The NBA is a joke. No, wait a minute, let me correct that. Jokes are meant to be funny. The NBA is not funny at all. What it really is, is a total embarrassment. The latest and best case in point, the Brooklyn Nets. In an attempt to buy themselves a championship, the Nets sold their souls by acquiring Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yes, sold their souls. But there would be no championship, just a second-rate soap opera. Which leads me to this question. What price glory? That's right, what price glory? So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Folks, you and I have discussed a lot of issues, pro, con, and in between. You know, last week I was talking to you about Aaron Judge and the Yankees, and I was saying, whatever is going to be, everybody inevitably is going to pick sides, but nobody's going to be wrong. If the Yankees want to spend the money, they'll keep them. If if Aaron Judge wants his money, a certain amount, and they can't reach an agreement, he'll go someplace else. But I said, don't pick sides. Everybody's up front. Everybody's doing their job. The situation with the Brooklyn Nets is an example of what is wrong in professional sports, in particular, in particular, the National Basketball Association. Kevin Durant decides, after accepting his four-year, $194 million deal, which will be have $189 million guaranteed, which will pay him $48.5 million per year, he wants to be traded. He's not happy. He wants to be traded. And when I heard this uh, early Friday and looking at the headlines, which I'm going to get to in a second, uh, because that was a joke in itself, how certain people reacted, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. He's demanding to be traded. Why is he demanding to be traded? When they acquired Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, when they acquired Kevin Durant, uh, let's see, he didn't play in the 2019-2020 season. He did not play, okay? They, They acquired him, but he did not play. Hmm, isn't that interesting? He did not play, but the Nets put their faith in a guy that they knew was not going to play because they wanted a championship and it was going to be worthwhile. And listen, I'm not talking about talent right now. I'm talking about something else, which I'm going to use that word very shortly. They acquired a guy that was not going to play for them the first year. He played 35 games for them his second year. And he played 55 games for him, 
for them in his third year. That's 90 regular season games. Throw on uh, another uh, 16 uh, postseason, what do you have? He A grand total of 106 106 games. But not just that, because I would never call Kevin Durant a dog when it comes to being on the court. I would never, ever do that. Guy is one of the greatest players, not of this era, I'm saying of any era. An enormous talent. Might very well be the best there is today. But you see, when they acquired Kevin Durant, it was, what do you want, Kevin? Well, Kevin wanted Kyrie Irving. So the Nets get Kyrie Irving because that's what Kevin Durant wants. Okay? That was the main thing he wanted. All right? So that's what they did. And then, hmm, funny thing happened on the way to winning a championship. That first year, during his first year, when Kyrie was there, they fired their coach. Oh, they let him resign, whatever the hell you want to call it. They dumped his ass, Kenny Atkinson, out the door. If ever, if ever a head coach, manager, any place in any sport got screwed, it was Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson took over the Nets for the 2016-2017 season. I mean, he took them from the, he picked up a team that was in a mess. And what were they his first year? 20 and 62. And then his next year, They won eight more games. They were 28 and 54. And then in his third year, they go 42 and 40 and they make the playoffs, losing in the first round. That's what you call progression, taking a team and building it from the basement up. Everything was going in the right direction. They had a good young team. They had young, they were fun players, fun to watch. There was no soap opera. There was no drama. There was basketball. The drama started not so much with Durant the first year, but certainly Kyrie Irving. But we're going to get to that. But so let's see. Durant comes. With his huge salary, he comes, makes all these demands because this is what he wants because he's the superstar. And unfortunately, that's what happens in professional sports. The superstars get their behinds kissed. And what do you have? You have a team that is in complete disarray. But it's not just the team. It's the public, it's the media, it's people who cover the sport. I'm watching, quite frankly, I'm watching ESPN on that Friday when it was the big story. And on the back page of the post on that Friday, I'm looking right at it now. 
they show you a picture of Kevin Durant, and the headline was, Thin Man Has No Heart. Durant begs out after a single playoff series win for $119.3 million. Okay? And obviously, it was a playoff of the Wizard of Oz and the Tin Man who had no heart. Well, I'm watching, they had a a special, like a Kevin Durant or free agency special, and I'm watching, and, and, and it was a round table, of, you know, I, I, it was one one gal and I think four or five guys at different times, and this, they didn't like this headline. They felt that the headline wasn't fair, and that's where that's wherein lies the problem. The headline wasn't fair. The headline wasn't fair. A team succumbed to his demands. They are now left in the shithouse. Pardon my expression, the outhouse. They were a joke this past season with Kyrie Irving, who... If you want to be vaxxed or you don't want to be vaxxed or he can play sometimes or he's not going to play. When I say disarray, I'm talking about a complete mess. But the media, people in the media are upset about a headline that says the thin man has no heart. Well, you know what? I'll not question his heart. I'll question Kevin Durant's character. Kyrie Irving, forget about it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, kick his ass out. Get rid of him. He is a disease. He wasn't happy winning the championship in Cleveland. He goes to Boston. They hated him. He comes to the Nets. <laughs> Boy, we're going to hear a lot of crap coming out now. But I'll question, not not Kyrie Irving's heart, but I'll question his character. And why I'm going to question his character is for the following reason. And I will slap this tag on of lack of character to anybody who does what he did. You are a leader on a team. I don't care what sport it is. We're talking the NBA now. We're talking the Brooklyn Nets. You are a leader on this team. They, when I say sold their souls, they emptied the bank to get you. They invested everything in you and gave you everything you wanted. There also was a guy, Kenny Atkinson, a basketball lifer who paid his dues big time, gets his first head job, is doing an excellent job. In the third year, he goes from, he went from 20 to 28 wins to 42 in the playoffs, and they dump him in the middle of the next season. They end up hiring Steve Nash, a first-time coach. Are you kidding me? So my question to Kevin Durant and any other person who is supposed to be the leader of a team, Where is your character? Where is your character in regards to responsibility? Here is a team that gave you what you wanted. Here is a team that said, okay, you're our guy. We're putting our faith in you. Where is your responsibility to show your leadership, to stick this out? You know what? This hasn't worked out for this team. And, you know, 
part of it's my responsibility. I wanted Kyrie here. I, I approve Ke- Kenny Atkinson getting his ass kicked out the door. Where? Where is your responsibility? Where is your character? Where is the leadership? It's a simple question. And it falls on deaf ears. And, and when I, I also hold, when I say it's not just the NBA, but everything that surrounds it, the media as well. These multi-millionaire superstars get their behinds kissed, period. And they're a superstar, so they're allowed to do that. I remember, folks, do you remember... How about this one? Do you remember when LeBron James, the decision, where he was going to come? And was it going to be the Knicks? Was it going to be Miami? Where was he going to come? And I remember, I remember all the headlines like in New York. You know, oh, this is exciting. This is sexy. Whoa, baby. Can you imagine if LeBron James comes to the Knicks? Wow, this and that. LeBron James goes to Miami, and he went from being the, their potential hero and everybody kissing his behind, hoping that he would come here to being a villain and, and putting on his show uh, of uh, uh, the big decision and making it a national joke, drama, soap opera. Then he became the enemy here in New York. That's what happens with these superstars. They just get their asses kissed. We're talking about a guy that is making uh, he he his contract a four year contract his new contract is for a hundred and ninety four million dollars a hundred and eighty nine guaranteed forty eight point five mil per year give or take a few nickels and dimes he wants out what the hell do you want Kevin Durant. What do you want? The Nets wanted a championship. Their fans wanted a championship. What did you give them? You gave them no guts. You gave them no glory. You gave them a complete lack of character and responsibility. And I I love this. Well, you know, the Nets now, they're in discussions with... uh, Durant and his business partner, Rich Kleiman. Kevin, get tell your business partner to get his rear end out the door. We're going to discuss, figure out who and where we want to trade you, and that's the way it's going to be. You don't respect us, obviously, so why the hell should we respect you? Because you're a great player, so that's you. That Being a great player doesn't make you a great person. A lot of fans don't real, realize that. You can be sh- short of an axe murderer. If you help your team win, they love you. The, the media, people, I, 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 I was dumbfounded when I watched the show. Well, the, Everybody there, I was watching a roundtable at ESPN. Thin Man Has No Heart, back page of the Post, which I thought was a great back page. And they felt it wasn't nice. Oh, it wasn't nice. No, what what Kevin Durant 
has done, leaving the Nets in the lurch. No, that's nice. That's classy. That's businesslike. And I'm, here's a problem that you heard me say this last week. When, when, you've heard me say it last week, but I've said it several times. I'm a capitalist. I believe in people making as much as they can. And heavens knows, guys in the NBA are making a a Brinks truck full of money. I, I just wrote down a few of the recent signings with Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, four years, 224 mil. Memphis, Ja Morant, 226 mil, four years. Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns, four years, $224 million. The Wizards, Bradley Beal, five years, $251 million. Zion Williamson, five years, they say it is, could be for $231 million. You know what the deal is here, folks? Guys like um, all of them. James Harden, he's making 47, I think 47 mil and change mil this year. They make so much money. You know what it means to them? It becomes monopoly money. And this is a problem in the NBA. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not being a hypocrite. I am all for any and everybody making as much as they can. But with that price tag, with those big dollars, comes big responsibility. Big responsibility. Your team is investing in you. But you know what? I'm seeing it. You, you, with a lot of guys, uh, you know what? I don't like it. I want to be traded. What? Because the money is so great, they don't have to worry about a thing. Unless they're complete imbeciles, their kids, 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 and great-grandkids after that are set up for life. It becomes monopoly money. And that's where I'm queasy about even talking about this because, like I say, I'm for everybody making as much as they possibly can. But this business with the NBA, well, I don't like it here, so I don't want to go someplace else. I mean, 40, 50 million, like it's nothing. Listen to the salaries that I was just talking about. 224 mil, 226 mil, 224, 251, 231. It's all millions. All millions. Poor Kevin Durant was due for 100, his contracts for 194 million, 189 mil guaranteed, four years. Are you kidding me? But he wants out. You want out? Get your ass out. Here's a quote that I read in the paper the other day from Jeff Van Gundy, former coach. Of course, you know who he is uh, in the NBA and certainly one of the top analysts who does games. He was talking about Jalen Brunson being acquired by uh, the Knicks. And he was very much in favor of that. He thinks it's a great signing. And here's a quote. This is not Russ Salzberg. This is Jeff Van Gundy. I want you to listen to this quote. 
because he was talking in praise of Jalen Brunson, and he goes on to say, there's not a lot of really good, serious competitors that are available. And I think the Knicks should be very, very happy and proud that they got one of them. Let me go back to that first sentence again. There's not a lot of really good, serious competitors that are available. One more time. There's not a lot of really good, serious competitors that are available. I'm sorry. To me, that underscores exactly what's wrong. There are not a lot of good, serious competitors available. When you put on a uniform and lace up your sneakers, that's it, man. That, that, that's where you're supposed to be real serious and compete 24-7, 365, 48 minutes a game, plus overtime, whatever the hell. Are you kidding me? That's not me talking. That was Jeff Van Gundy. And that, it, that's something to say in a sad, that's a sad case for the NBA. Where is the commitment? Why are all these great players? I'm here one day. I want to go someplace else tomorrow. I mean, do they not have character? Do they not lack responsibility? Obviously, they do lack responsibility. And to me, when you have a job, listen, I've been a sportscaster, okay? Been a sportscaster you know, about 38 years. And you know what? In my world, I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but the one thing I've always felt was responsibility. I've had, you know how many sick days I've had in my entire career? Two. Two. And I'm not looking for a pat on the back because that's responsibility. There were births, there were deaths. You handle your business. You do what you need to do. You represent the people you work for. You owe it to them. You owe it to the people and the fans. And you know what? You really owe it to yourself to be able to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I am an upstanding individual. I am a person with character and responsibility. I am that guy. I am that girl. That's what leadership is. Believe me, folks, I've seen a dime a dozen superstar players. But the real ones, the real ones have the leadership and the responsibility. The real ones you want to sit in a bar and have a drink with. The other ones... Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. What's happened in the NBA, in particular, the new the Brooklyn, I'm gonna say New Jersey Nets. That, that's where I'm going back to. The Brooklyn Nets, a complete embarrassment. The Nets need to look in the mirror. Sean Marks needs to look in the mirror. His owner needs to look in the mirror and say, we can't do this crap again. We can't pay a king's ransom for a guy who treats us like paupers. We own the team. He doesn't own the team. 
as I said earlier, a complete embarrassment. That's the NBA right now. Those are the Brooklyn Nets. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my home here at Believe.com because I tell it to you all the time, Believe is indeed the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody. And remember, talent is one thing, but without the character, you can end up up the creek without a path. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.